terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I was expecting it to be better, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Start it. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff. Happy New Year. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined as usual by my brother, co-host, and partner in stupidity, Holden. Hi, Happy New Year. This week, we're taking a look at Stavros Halkius's 2023, as far as I'm aware, pretty brand spanking new special, Fat Rascal, yeah, which is available. It like just came out. Yeah. Which is available on Netflix. But before we get into that, Holden, what is your current hyperfixation? So you're not allowed to make fun of me. Okay. I want to preface that right now. Okay. Uh, you okay? Uh, you didn't you didn't make fun of me for getting back into Doctor Who. Okay. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll extend you this amnesty. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So there's this band, right? <laughs> I feel like you might already know that if the t- if if this. Okay. I I wouldn't say I'm getting back into them. I've been listening to a couple of their songs that make me feel nostalgic, and they aren't good. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I'm holding my tongue. Uh, But I fell down, like, a huge rabbit hole of, like, like, the iceberg. The iceberg. Yeah, I fell, like, all the way down to the bottom of the iceberg. And it was very interesting. And I've been watching live performances and, like, learning about members who were in the band and got kicked out and then, like, left and, like, how the band is completely... It's Hollywood Undead. Um, it's They're very interesting. And you know what, dude? Okay, so you know what it was? I'm, I, I'm coming in this with an open mind. And, I, and I, you know what? In the interest of fairness, I used to be a huge Hollywood Undead fan. I was never that like big it was, of a fan of them. Like, it's something that I'm embarrassed about. Like, I purchased one of their albums. Um, so, I was never really a huge fan of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even when, when all of us, you, me, and Jack, listened to Hollywood Undead, um, I only ever listened to a couple of songs off of either of the albums of theirs that we had. We had their first and second album, which was Swan Songs and American Tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually we got the third one, which I don't remember the fucking name of. I think that was Notes from the Underground. I think it. I think it was. Yeah. Because, okay. Now I did say that some of the songs are bad, or that all the songs are bad, and they are. But sometimes they also are bangers. They're bad songs, but bangers at the same time. And I do think that they have some genuinely okay songs. Um, but, you know, you have to be in the right mood for them. So how this happened was we made, for my D&D group, we made a big collective battle playlist. Because our, our, our initial uh, music that we've been playing when we get into combat is Pitbull. <laughs> um, so it's a bit. It's a lot of Pitbull, but our DM Why? Sam. I don't Why know. is it so much Pitbull? I think it just started out as a joke where someone was like, I think I said something like, oh my God, it's Mr. 305. <laughs> like when, when we like rolled initiative and then Sam was like, oh yeah, that reminds me. Let me put on some battle music. And then he just put on Pitbull. <laughs> um, so that's just how that happened. So now the battle, because we wanted to stick with that theme, the battle playlist is like a lot of Pitbull. But, like, people have added a lot. It's just, like, boner jams and, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, just stupid okay. music. Okay. And someone added Everywhere I Go by Hollywood Undead, <sighs> which was on TikTok for a little while. It was. 
uh, which gave me it, a nostalgia blast. It was. It gave you a nostalgia blast. It gave me a fucking flashback because it it, it was like I was scrolling TikTok with Miranda because I don't have one of my own, and I just I heard that and it was like fight or flight was activated yeah. instantly. I was shocked that it was being used, and, and I, th- I, I saw think, it in a lot of thirst traps from from goth moms. So I goth think mommies. I I think I actually made her go back, and I and I sang all the lyrics along with it in like a trance. Uh huh. I but, did I did that with one with some song, and it was she was like so, watching me in horror when I did it. So this hyperfixation has actually been going on for a little while. Okay. But the last few episodes we recorded, I haven't been able to talk about hyperfixation. Mm-hmm. Um. So like two weeks ago, I had a lot of energy right when we entered combat in my D and D session, and I try and in combat I try and stay very invested in seeing what everyone is doing and like trying to build off strategies and like build even character moments out of it. Mm-hmm. So like when combat is happening, I'm like standing up the entire time and I'm like watching everyone's move and I'm like listening to all their things. So I was standing and another one of the players, Megan, she was standing on a couch and she was like, I feel so tall. And then that song came on and I was like, I am going to say something maybe a little embarrassing, but not that embarrassing because someone put it on the playlist, which means they like this song enough. I actually kind of love this song and the feminism in my body leaves my body for three minutes and, and 32 seconds <laughs> because that song is pretty sexist. It's it's like, yeah, just like how uh, the feminism leaves your body when you hear. Oh, three. Oh, don't trust a hoe. Yes. Don't trust a hoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And or or uh, I think the, the when they coined that phrase though they said it was about misery business by Paramore. That song as well. Um Yeah, Misery Business, Don't Trust a Hoe and Every Everywhere I Go. All three of those songs, every ounce of feminism <laughs> leaves my body until that song <laughs> is over and then it comes back and it's fine. So I listened to that and I I realized that I still know all the words to that song. So we were dancing to it and we were singing along to it like relatively quietly because we had dungeons and dragons happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But then like on my way home, I like I was sitting in my car about like looking to find a song on Spotify driving home from that session. I like realized I was like, I have that song stuck in my head. (sighs) I guess I'll go listen to it. And then I listened to it and I didn't like cue it. I just hit. On Spotify, if you don't use Spotify, how are you listening to this? Uh, Apple Podcasts, probably. Yeah. But if you if you don't use Spotify, you know when you go to an artist's page, they you have their top five songs, like their top five most played. And everywhere I go was, of course, Hollywood Undead's number one because it right. was like their big hit. And then TikTok blew it up, so like it was doubly their best song, best song, best performing song. So instead of just queuing it to my regular playlist, I just hit that button. And if you do that, it takes you through that like discography on shuffle Mm -hmm. so right after that played i listened to undead off the same album which was like that was like their song yeah 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 and then a couple other songs and then i like i will admit lyrically they're not great and even like the vocal performances are pretty bad especially on swan songs which was their first one uh because of their singer the deuce Mm-hmm. He's not a very good singer. No, he's not. Uh, Danny was way better. 
he still is in the band and he's way better. They don't wear masks anymore. Yeah, what the fuck is that? We, we need to move on, but like it's it's a whole thing. They don't wear masks anymore. Uh and it's like Johnny Three Tears, whose real name is George, which I just think that's funny. Charlie, Charlie Scene, and Danny are like the only three members that like from the OG that are still there. Like J Dog, the Curls, Funny Man, and Deuce, obviously. Deuce oh, yeah. left. Like none of them are still there anymore. So I don't know. And I was like, part of going down that rabbit hole of the iceberg was trying to figure out like where did these guys go? When did they go? And it seems like they stopped wearing masks around 2018 because there's a performance of them or sometime after 2018 because there's a performance of them at Rock Am Ring, which mm-hmm. is a uh, a German festival. And they're wearing masks when they're playing. And their masks always look so stupid <laughs> because in the music videos, they have their masks. But when they perform, they have they their have the, chinless version yeah, so yeah. they can actually like do that and it just is so funny for me because like being a slipknot fan like slipknot has like this the masks they wear in the music videos and shit are the same masks that they wear on stage yeah because Corey taylor had like a they they well they have screaming mad george do their masks one that's why they look fucking dope as or hell. tom savini tom savini did Corey's last mask oh really yeah the one that everyone kind of hated the weird chubby cheeked clear one <laughs> but um but, like, he also, like, has his mask made so he can, like, wear it and still do Corey Taylor Yeah, things. yeah. Anyway, uh, how about some context? Do we even really need it? We had it two episodes We did. Ago. It was literally two episodes ago. This is the fastest we've covered a comedian twice on this show. It's because we needed a, a big hit that we knew Joe was going to have a good episode with. And then... It turns out Stavros released his special like right as we were like right around that time. Yeah. And I I refused to wait to watch this and I also refused to watch this without my initial thoughts being put onto funny stuff. Which I appreciate. Um but yeah, Stavros Halkius, he's been around for a couple of years. He was uh co founder of the podcast Come Town, which Woo, he left Come in, Town which he left in twenty twenty two. He is known for his, like, extensive crowd work. He released a whole special of crowd work. His only other released special, other than the half hour of crowd work, was uh, Live at the Lodge Lodge Room, Room, which we covered two weeks ago. So this is his second ever released one. And this one's on Netflix. And it's on Netflix. Which is a cool thing. Which is a very cool thing. So. So. What do you think of this one? It's not as good at Live... Not as good as Live at the Lodge Room. But it's still very good. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I really liked it. I I don't know. There's something about Live at the Lodge Room that is better. Maybe maybe it's because he had to be like slightly tamer for Netflix. But even then, he's not maybe. any less raunchy. Who who is to say? Um, I don't know. I think it's probably because a lot of Live at the Lodge Room was, like, written during, like, lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he probably spent... And this is not, like, a fault. Uh, this is not, like, me taking a shot at the writing of this one. Um, but it was, like... I'm just assuming that Live at the Lodge Room had a lot more time spent on it vis-a-vis writing. Mm-hmm. Where this one, probably not. Which is just a matter of, like, the state of the world. Because, like, I think he was writing this while he was on tour. 
Mm. So like doing a lot of shit and then in between tours and he has a whole little like mini documentary about being on tour and how bad for him it is <laughs> about like how he, he toured for like 11 months straight or something. Like yeah. That, right? And he had like two weeks off. One was like for Christmas. And one, one, for, one for Christmas and one because he had COVID, which is hilarious and insane. But like, yeah, he works like crazy Stavros is has got like one of the most insane like work ethics ever for a comedian I think I've ever yeah. seen wow he he was like club circuit when like live at the lodge room happened and then live at the lodge room blew up mm-hmm. and then he was started booking way bigger venues I was looking at tickets to for us to see him during the fat rascal tour no shit yeah because you took me to see Randy Feltface. I was hoping for your birthday I could take you to see Stavros. Uh-huh. And uh, I looked at the tickets and they were like four ninety three a piece Oof. for like balcony. Oof. And I was like, holy shit, they sold out like crazy. Yeah. Like, And this was like, mu- like this was for the beginning of December to see him, like towards the end of his, his mm-hmm. tour. And I was looking at these like April, May. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they sold out insanely fast. And I'm happy for him. I mean, it's bullshit yeah, no. because I can't afford $800 fucking tickets to go see Stavi. Yeah. But also, like, I'm happy for him that he's selling out that Yeah, crazy. no, that's like, fucking that's dope awesome. as hell. He's I think f- he deserves it because he's a really fucking funny comedian. He's funny as fuck. And like you said, he has one crazy work ethic. And as someone who's got a bit of an unhealthy work ethic myself. Um, <laughs> he's also friends with Has- Hasanabe. Oh, he is? Yeah, they go. he'll go on Hassan. Uh, Hassan. I always want to say Hassan's, but it's Hassan. He always goes on uh, He goes on Hassan's stream a lot and then oh, like, like just how, watch stuff and cringe. You mean like how I just found out recently that, uh, not that they're different people, but uh, DJ Khaled and the singer-songwriter Khalid are uh, both pronounced differently. You didn't and they're know spelled that. the exact same way. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that, and it made me very angry. <laughs> DJ Khaled is a shitty DJ producer who just yells his name as his producer tag. And then Khalid is someone who actually has a really good voice. Yeah, he has. He writes. I, I There were a couple songs that I was listening to over this weekend that I didn't know were by him. They were very and they're very pleasant, nice little songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Khaled. <laughs> also refuses to eat his wife. Eats, out. He refuses to go down on his wife and also absolutely embarrassed himself at uh an overwatch event because he had because they he had one he has no idea how to work a crowd that's not his fans and two he had no idea what event he was at and because he, he, he apparently kept saying shit like when they told me that i that i was going to be playing at this event i just knew i had to do it or shit like that <laughs> I, don't, I don't know enough about dj Khaled to what? make fun of him here's a brief dj Khaled tangent uh that will end with this statement one of my favorite, I followed him on Snapchat when I was like 16 because people were like, you got to watch his stories. They're so fucking stupid. Uh-huh. Because like he has his personal chef, like Chef D. So he'll like come into the kitchen. He's like, Chef D, what's for breakfast this morning? And she's like, you know, I'm cooking it up. And then he like has the plate and he's like scrambled egg whites, turkey, bacon, healthy food. And then he he like also like. And then he'll immediately use it as like a plug because he's like he has Ciroc Apple, which is Apple vodka. Uh-huh. Like a, Ciroc will like sponsor a lot of rappers with it. Like a rapper will be like drink Ciroc, like Ciroc Peach. I think is like like 
P. Diddy or something like that. I could be wrong. Whatever. Point is. Um, but DJ Khaled is Ciroc Green Apple. <laughs> so he'll be like, yeah, egg whites, turkey bacon, healthy start. Start your day off right. Ciroc Apple. It's like, are you really drinking vodka with eggs right now, bro? Not only just vodka, but apple flavored vodka, you fucking weirdo. And he'll go on like his jet ski all the time. And apparently he lives or he lived. I don't know if he still does, but he lived uh, relatively close to Rick Ross. I think it was Rick Ross. I could be wrong. Another rapper. Um, And he would ride his jet ski to this dude's house and and like just invade his fucking house like just come into his backyard and like just completely unfucking cool did you hear that no okay cool completely like uncool just fucking like not necessary to just invade this dude's house and one day on snapchat he was like i'm going to this dude's house i think it was rick ross but i could be wrong whatever he's like let's just say it was he's like i'm going to rick ross's house and then it was like a clip from rick ross's snapchat of him in his kitchen filming khaled who's like standing on his jet ski in a life jacket with his arms waving above his head trying to get his attention and it's just him like look at this dumb fuck back at my fucking house what is he doing why the fuck is he coming here i don't want to hang out with him. <laughs> and it was so fucking funny to me. Welcome to uh DJ we're not, Khaled stuff. Welcome to the Khaled stuff. Not to be confused with Khalid stuff. Not to be <laughs> Anyway, uh yeah, I don't know. It might be a writing thing. It might also be because um Live at the Lodge Room was right after COVID restrictions lifted a lot of people were wearing masks in that special yeah that it might have been like really going all in uh kind of leaving it all out there performance uh yeah like the idea of like okay maybe you know probably that mindset i could be completely wrong like there's like this is the first time i performed in like a solid year yeah and just that like, like that mindset of like higher energy more stoked about it and also like maybe the mindset of like Maybe this is my last chance ever to perform because maybe when these restrictions get lifted, things are going to get a bit worse and yeah, we'll never yeah. fucking have this again. <gasps> Excuse me. You know, I'm not, I don't know if I'd say that Live the Lodge Room is lightning in a bottle, but it's because like, no, this special was funny. This special fuck. was fucking hilarious. This special was very good. It's the same. It's I have he did a- I'm so sorry. Keep talking. He did a lot more like physical comedy this time which was really mm-hmm. interesting um i liked it i'm trying to think of what the one joke was that really got me where he did something physical i can't remember what it was but it was right at the beginning of the special that is something that i am finding very fucking difficult with this show is like remembering what the fuck we just watched okay so it's <laughs> not just me yeah and I thought that that was, like, a problem that we had with, like, the episodes where we cover shit that we don't really like, like Shane Gillis. Uh-huh. I loved this. Yeah. And I can't, like, I already can't remember. I think it's because our brains are broken. Our brains are broken. You're in the middle of final seasons. My brain is just, I, I got a little too, uh, I got a little too deep into the tism today thinking about uh, the, the the RPG campaign I'm currently running, so I might I broke my brain a little bit. Yeah, see, we lifted the veil last time, you know, but... We we aren't we aren't ashamed not ashamed we aren't afraid of playing a little uh, of showing a little inside baseball. We're recording this before the holidays. Yeah, 
we're going to break for the holidays because it's just like Christmas and New Year's are on Mondays and we record on Mondays. Yeah. So, so. like there's that. But also, I don't know, dude, it's the holidays like things are going crazy. So we're and it's still final season for me. So this, you know, we're taking a little break. So hopefully in addition, in addition, yeah. I was violently ill. Yeah. Griffin was sick over the weekend. weekend. I've been nonstop this weekend. My weekend is still going like after this is done, I'm going to a party. So like the fuck happened to therapy? Well, I, I wasn't going to mention therapy, but yeah, after, <laughs> at, really after therapy, I'm going after this, I'm going to my therapist, which I always do on Mondays. But after therapy, I'm going to a party. That's funny. Um, and I have a final at 11 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, That's so I'm, I'm very I can't get too rank. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I am having difficulty. Obviously, he talked about his dick a whole bunch. He talked about his uncircumcised wiener. He taught his closer was about getting his first hand job and coming in his own eye. Yeah, which is so fucking funny. He made he made a lot of really good facial expressions. And like I keep saying, I can't remember it specifically. Again, might be this special being a little weaker might be because our brains are broken. But I remember a lot of physical comedy. I remember him making me laugh a lot, like laughed probably just as often and maybe just as hard as live at the lodge room. But I think something was was. A little something was missing from this one. Yeah, I think I think what it was was the stories. There weren't like they weren't as big. Like this felt more jokes. I think that you might be where right. Live at the Lodge Room felt more stories. I think I and think that might be it. I don't know if if Stavi was trying something different or whatever. Stavi, baby, if you're listening, come on the show. Come hang out in my little fucking decrepit fucking bedroom. And we can talk about comedy all fucking the live long day. I think you and I would be very good friends. Stavi, we would love, I, I, I am not kidding when I say we would literally love nothing more than to have you on this podcast. You're one of our absolute favorites. Just like our Instagram posts and I'll, I'll show you my dick for free. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just think that the story, him as a storyteller works a lot better. I think I'm going to agree with that. So and I think I think that's why Live at the Lodge Room, in our opinion, is better than this one. But he's because he's a very good story. He's very good at telling very funny stories yeah. and peppering them with jokes. Yeah. So I think that's just what this was missing. But I will say that there were really good like stories in there. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. all stories. It felt more jokes than stories where Live at the Lodge Room felt more stories than jokes, Um, which is not. A negative to either. Yeah, of the it's specials. just it's just how these specials show. Yeah, out. and I just prefer him as like a, a funny storyteller as opposed to like a jokey a joke man. I think that's a, a joke good. Man. I think that's a, a joke man, a joke smith. Yes, I think that's a good note to leave off on and move to the back half of this episode. Okay, joking, joking, a jape smith, if you will. Don't look up joking. Oh God, no. Oh God. Ads. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. (laughs) My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. (laughs) 
Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Ads done. And we are back. Am I the asshole for having big tits that are really soft and nice to look at and for having a great personality and loving nature as well as did I mention my tits are big? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we're back. So, did you have a least favorite bit? No. Genuinely, I don't think I did. The closest thing to a least favorite bit, I'd say, was when he was talking about, like, emojis. It wasn't, it just, it just felt like the least funny bit for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, and even that had its charms and was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Um, what about your favorite bit? What was your favorite bit? I wish I could tell you. I wish I could remember anything else. Oh, my God, really? I, I can remember my favorite bit exactly. What he made like a, he did like a, a weird physical thing near the beginning that made me laugh extremely hard, and I don't remember what it was. I loved the intro. The, the intro the was intro really good. was very funny. Where a bunch of of women ride up these badass biker chicks, yeah, on on motorcycles. And then he runs out in nothing but a towel. Runs out of the front of the theater. Yeah, runs out of the theater with nothing but a towel and grabs the shirt he wears in the special. And he says, thank you so much. You really helped me out. And then the woman says, thank you for having sex with me and my friends all night long last night. (laughs) You, you, You were like nothing I have ever had. You're like a god. And he's like, yeah, that's great. I really got to go. <laughs> and then she calls him a fat rascal and then rides off into the sunset. I I just think that that's really fucking funny. It was very just like good. I just it think was very, very good. That is so stobby. Extremely like, stop. That's an incredibly stob of like of the woman like complimenting you so intensely on your sexual prowess and just being like yeah i gotta go tell jokes about my little wiener uh (laughs) i'll talk to you later and just like give me my shirt and get out of here uh but my favorite bit was when he is talking about when he's talking about the flight (laughs) and how he spent a grand to move his flight up 12 hours and then he just get got kicked off of his connection <laughs> and then he ended up being uh two hours later to home than the flight he paid a thousand dollars to not be on uh which i think is insane and in- incredible um and like the idea of like he had like he freaked out at like the service people and then at the end, he's like, I didn't realize what shirt I was wearing. <laughs> I was wearing a shirt with Scar from the Lion King on it that said, uh, I'm surrounded by idiots. So then he said, I just look like a fat, sassy Disney nerd who really needed to make his flight, who was having a meltdown. I just think that's funny. Of just like, it's part of why I don't wear those shirts. <laughs> I just, I don't like shirts that are like supposed to be funny. Like, 
like the oh I'm like this, but you know oh I'm surrounded by idiots or like well that, that to be fair that's a line from the movie yeah I know but like that like like those shirts that are like this shirt is my personality like if you're gonna have a funny shirt like make it really fucking funny <laughs> like like the shirts I got uh, Casey for Candle Nights last <laughs> year which were a black shirt with a. Uh, grim, like a heavy metal, like meatloaf album cover looking Grim Reaper with chains and a gun in its hand. And the font and the words around it said, Born to Shit, Forced to Rap. <laughs> and then I got them a pink shirt with a picture of a, a smiling possum on it that had like its like cheeks were full of food. And above in like big rainbow bubble letters, it said the words, Come Farts. <laughs> and. I just think that's really fun. Like, so if you're going to make, or like, did you ever give those to them? Yes. Okay. Or like the, the shirts that, you know, we can talk about it now. We can't, or the shirt, the shirts that I got. Yeah. The uh, shirts that you got your girl, your girlfriend for Christmas. The one that is, it's three possum moon. If you know, three wolf moon, but with possums. Yeah. And then one that has this little bug eyed kitten that says, I do not think therefore I do not am. Yeah. Like if you're, it's like the same, I feel the same way about like that as I do with like bumper stickers. It's got to make you laugh every time we look at like it. Like, if your bumper, your bumper sticker has to be deeply absurdist. <laughs> like, like our friend Kieran, who, I don't know if he still has it on his car, but he had uh, Honk If You Don't Exist on his car. <laughs> or, like, I Break for Goth Girls. Or the shit that your fucking girlfriend has on her car. <laughs> like, the picture of, of Matthew Morrison. It just says with, war criminal. That says war criminal with fire behind him. Or... Or, like, what's the possum one? Doesn't she have a possum one on her car? She used to. It was, like, trash but still cute, though. Yeah. Which, like, that's, like, toeing the line for me. <laughs> so, Holden. So, Griffin. Out of ten... Loads shot in your own eye. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Awesome. Ten of your own loads shot into your own eye. What would you rank this special? I'd give it... I'd give it eight and a half to nine loads. Eight and a half? I think I'm going to agree with that. I think I'll give it a, I was going to give it an eight, but no, I laughed really, really hard at some of this shit. I'd say eight and a half, nine. It, something was just missing. I think you articulated it really well when you said it might be that he's a better storyteller than just a kind of a jokes dude. Yeah. I've vocabularized real well on that episode there <laughs> as your brain is rapidly shutting down. Yeah. I'm supposed to drink tonight. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, and you know, I also think it might be that I think he gave a better performance in live the laundry room too, yeah. but this is absolutely solid special. And if this helps get him more mainstream stuff, and if this does well enough that we get even more Stavi specials, then, Oh, we're definitely getting more Stavi specials. Then I, then I'm perfectly happy with it. So that brings us to the end of talking about this special. But before we go. Oh, Griffin, what funny this week. I forgot we had a completely other section. We do what we do. I'll, I'll keep this quick, though, because you need you have to get to therapy and I'm getting hungry. Uh, uh, so, like I said, I got violently ill this weekend. Um, <laughs> the fuck are you doing? I don't know. Being a fuckwit. Uh, <laughs> For those of you listening at home. While Griffin was talking, I mined that I was Spider-Man, and I shot Webb across the room and grabbed a can of liquid, pulled it over to me, caught it in the air, opened it, cracked it, 
chugged it in one in like two seconds, crushed it on my head, and threw it away. I don't know why I did this, but I was possessed to do so. But anyway, I got violently ill. We were hanging out with our friends Stephanie and Katie, and shout out, shout out. We were gonna play some board games, and we'd ordered dinner. And I'm like, man, I don't feel good. Do you guys have like any? I got like acid reflux. Reflux. When we were walking up, I, yeah, when we were walking, you up, were complaining like, about being incredibly nauseous, and both me and Miranda were like, "Did you eat today?" And you were like, "Not for a while. Like it's been a good couple of hours." And we were both like, "Okay, you're probably just hungry." And then we got food, and then I was sitting there, and I was like, "Do we have, do we have tums?" I took the Tums, but then I sat there for a minute, and then I ran to the bathroom. I thought you didn't even get the chance to take the Tums. I didn't get a chance to take the Tums. I took them after I started violently throwing up. And when Griffin throws up, it is the most upsetting thing you can hear it's, ever. But the really funny part was I, I hear myself <laughs> retching, and I just hear Stephanie go, Alexa, play the electric slide. <laughs> um, but after this, I was like, okay, no, I got one, and I got it out of my system. I should be fine. Sat down, and I was like, I was going to start eating, and I was like, I don't want this. And Miranda was like, go home, you're sick. And as I was putting my coat on, I was like, is anybody else freezing? And apparently all fucking four of us looked at each other after we looked at like the general vicinity of Griffin because he was in a slightly different room. And we all looked at each other and all four of us were like, you're sick. You should go home. To be fair, I was leaving at that point. But yeah, anyway, so. That brings us to the end of yet another episode. If that So, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so 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 much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod.gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Donut Daddy, Donut underscore Daddy. You can find my poetry project on Instagram at Poetry Pity Party. And I stream on Twitch. You can find me at uh you can find me on Twitch at Denny Robin D-E-N-I underscore R-O-B-I-N. I stream games like Fortnite, Minecraft. I'll probably I've you know, dishonored other things. I'll probably break shit for fun, for views, for content. There's a little table that is in my camera shot that I, I, every time I get angry, I really consider just jumping into it and destroying it because it's my table and no one else needs it. And I even don't really need it anyway. Or you can watch me play Fortnite like Bob Ross, like I did the other <laughs> night, where I will shit on someone and not break. My words will get more energetic, but the way I say them do not. So I was talking like, yeah, I'm going to like stream pretty often and everything's fine. And then I started getting into a gunfight and I headshotted someone and I was like, yeah, so I'm probably going to stream a little. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get shit on kid. You're fucking dog shit. But yeah. I'm probably going to stream pretty consistently. Hold on. Get shit on you fucking loser. Like that's the type of shit that I've been doing. And we will be back next week with Marlon Wayans woke ish, which is available on Netflix. I wanted to cover this a little closer to when we covered white chicks, but here we are. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening. And we will see you next time on the clown show. Bye-bye.